0: Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? It's Lindsay and Krista. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Almost (laughs) 30. If you're new, we're glad to have you. We've
1: We've been in biz around six years and you don't need to be 30 or any age to listen. But we talk about spirituality, wellness, relationships, sometimes
0: money, sometimes entrepreneurship, all the things really related to helping you through your evolution. Yeah, we bring on guests and we do solo episodes so today is a solo episode and our intention with the solo episodes are just to kind of in real time you know share whether it's learnings or processes just around like our own evolution and development it kind of puts what we've been talking at a high level on the podcast to like real real life examples
1: yep and i just wrote down when you were talking i just got my idea for my next solo which will be how i use my dreams
0: Mm-hmm. i'm gonna I'm gonna talk about
1: dreams, how we can use in our dreams as like a guide to our a guide to our subconscious because I've been having really interesting conversations about dreams, which I'll tell you about later, but we can talk about on the episode as well and this episode inspiration was really about the season of December and winter and the solstice, which is the longest day of the year happening around the twenty first and the twenty second and really feeling like um we often miss out on the opportunity to really. Be in tune with nature during this time and really soak up all of the beauty and change that is happening within nature with seasons. And I think since living in Los Angeles, you know, you're in New York now, you don't really have the same experience with seasons as I did living in the Midwest, growing up in the Midwest, where it is a time of hibernation, where it is a time of darkness, of stillness, of rest, of cold of change, of death, of transformation. You know, of all these different things that are happening naturally in nature are oftentimes opportunities for us to reflect or work on those things within our life as well if we're really being as in tune with nature as we can. And so how can we use this time of nature and of winter to really create the foundation for a beautiful year in 2022 and then also a restful season and just making the most out of it in the
0: opposite way of doing, but in the way of resting and going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is my first winter back in a s- seasonal place and I kind of didn't know it when I was in it. Like LA, of course, it's like the weather's incredible and I would yeah. absolutely take that. It's It was so nice to have like temperate weather all year long for so many reasons and it's it's really nice being back, and almost feel like the like natural and organic nudge from the seasons, from like whether it's the weather, the light. For some reason, even though I know it got <laughs> dark earlier in LA, for some reason here it just hits different. Um, and I think because it is colder, yeah, it's just. It feels really good to kind of like allow myself to flow in that way because I do feel like when I was in LA, I didn't have that like reset energy at any point during the year. It kind of all blended together, which had its own positive aspects, but I don't know if I ever really felt like completely recharged, I guess. And so I'm excited. I'm taking, I'm taking off Instagram um, for the month of December in conjunction with kind of this like walk into winter and it feels perfect. And something that like I've never done before, was excited to do, a little nervous to do um, because part of how I make my living is online. And so it was a little like, ooh, you know, like my self-worth was like, I don't know, like you probably can do a week. That's for sure. That's real. That's real. No, yeah. And so um, I just really wanted to give myself that permission and then just to be aided by like the natural progression of the season. I was like, okay, yeah. And so I've just been really um, being called to like very much nest, kind of tend to the home, like be indoors, like, yeah, just kind of tend to not only my inner world, but like the inner world of like the life that I'm building, like just kind of like little details of it that kind of give me like odd pleasure. And Mm -hmm. I think when I'm go, go, going, I don't have, or I don't give myself that permission to do that. So I think my time off of Instagram is like the specific choice I made because I found that that in-between time was being spent on Instagram, was being spent like unconsciously just scrolling. And I know we all do it. It's like not neither good nor bad. It just is. And so, yeah, I've just kind of noticed a shift in my energy and also um, just a clarity, a clarity in like psychic space, a clarity in, oh, these are my thoughts and this is... Kind of the creative thought I'm thinking of right now. Because if you're always kind of being stimulated by others' creativity, which is great in its own right, but it doesn't really leave room for my own to kind of uh, percolate. So, yes. Yeah. That's How been long great. has it been now? Uh, it's only been a week. Wow. Yeah. So that's I, a good amount of time though. Yeah. I've got th- three more weeks to go, but I, yeah. And it'll be interesting coming back. I'm a little nervous coming back because I'm like, yeah, I can easily jump back in. <laughs> so I yeah. actually want to be really mindful and kind of journal throughout about, you know what, what feels really good and what do I want to give myself on the other side of this? And maintain or lean out or yeah, just kind of be be really What thoughtful. are the rules?
1: It's off your phone, no Instagram. So it's no Instagram and then no other social
0: It's no Instagram, but that's the only social I'm really on. Yeah, I'm not really on it. I'm not on Twitter. Twitter, like I don't scroll Twitter, but and I'm not on Facebook scrolling, um, and I'm not on TikTok. So yeah, it's just it's just Instagram. Um, Yeah, dang. Think about like thinking about you could really have
1: a nine to five in checking all of the channels.
0: Oh, (laughs) if you're on Snapchat, you're
1: on TikTok, you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter you're on freaking Facebook, you're on, you know,
0: all these things like, dude, that's literally a 95. Mm-hmm. Well, the first, the first day it was kind of crazy. I didn't delete it permanently or I didn't delete it off of my phone. I just hit it. So I was like, oh, let me take it off of this screen or whatever. But five times in the first like four hours, I found myself on there. And so that means I searched for it. I clicked it open and I was on there and I literally scared myself every time. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So I literally had to delete it because I'm like, yeah, it's very
1: weird. Yes, I'm down. I think I'm going to do a week Mm -hmm. from Christmas to New Year's. Because also like holiday content, 0% interests me. I think when... I don't know why I'm like, okay. Maybe it's like... I think it's like teenage me that's like my family's different. Totally. <laughs> you know, when you're like, my family's not like everyone else's families. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else loves their family and mine's like different, you know, like that kind of feeling, I think. It's like a little teenaged angst part of me, but yeah, I'm gonna do it too. And I look I look forward to it because yeah. I mean, I kind of wanted to fall off my phone because I was, mm-hmm. I think we were on our, we were on that interview with Beast Honey and we all looked at our phone time and mine was pretty horrendous. <laughs> and I'm not fully <laughs> staring at my phone the whole time. It's like podcasts. Sure. Or, YouTube and stuff, but still, it's kind of like, ooh, like how how insidious is this getting? You yeah. know, where you are in the deepest relationship with this piece of technology, really. You know, if it's coming with you everywhere in every room in the house and all of this kind of stuff. We had a really great episode with Cal Newport, um, who wrote the book Digital Minimalism and is really, really profound as a teacher in the space of this. So if you search Cal Newport, almost 30, you'll find a really good episode where we talk about digital minimalism mm-hmm. that we can also link um, in the show notes here, but I'm proud of you and I'm excited. I think,
0: I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. It's just a, a reset that I, that I definitely needed, but I was going to say that um, around like being around family for the holidays and related to Instagram, It's funny. I don't know what... I literally don't know what people expect of me around Instagram, but I never... I feel like other people take more photos and video and stories than I do. I literally do not take out my phone. I think because I don't want people to think I'm that girl because I am that girl.
1: (laughs) Yes, 100%. But
0: other people are on it more than I am. I know, dude. It's crazy.
1: (laughs) I know, dude.
0: I noticed that with with my roommate uh-huh. <laughs> my
1: roommate now yeah. he's now he has a reason because he has his mm-hmm. community whatever but it's like I was like yo dude
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not I say that with my family too I'm like dude I'll like walk in my sister's playing like like words with friends still <laughs> for like 20 years <laughs> I'm like um I think we're done with that like but but then it's funny because the second I get on my phone people are like oh I again. know.
0: Yeah, that's actually I'm
1: like, bitch. My whole life. Yeah. No, not my whole life. It's on my phone, but I'm like, bitch, I'm making money right now. But yeah. yeah, there's a whole that's a whole I think people feel shame. Everyone feels shame about it. So people just projected their shame I know. every which way. Um, but I mean, I was And in this episode, I talked a little bit about uh the importance of rest and you know, when we are on our phones, it is actually not activating the part of our nervous system. You know, the parasympathetic part of our, their parasympathetic nervous system that actually allows us to rest. So sometimes we assume that when we're on our phone on the couch chilling, that it's resting, but it actually isn't. You know, it doesn't really afford you or allow your nervous system to, to rest in the way that it really wants to to have a fruitful time. And I think that's been an issue too, where you know, for me outside of work, I'm like, okay, what can I do to rest and relax? Like, how can I turn off my brain where my work is on my phone? But then sometimes I do think that I'm resting or relaxing on my phone. Like, what could mm-hmm. that relationship be? Yeah. Um, and so trying to find different things. And that's sometimes where I build, book out my schedule where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Because it is time away from the phone too. Mm-hmm. So it's a tricky, it's a tricky one. But I am not, I do not subscribe to Meta.
0: Yeah, no 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 no.
1: Dude, no, like no, I no, keep no. seeing ads for like the VR headset workouts. I'm like, it's I freaky. do not ever want to do that.
0: Yeah, freaky. You're
1: literally your your brain is like in a different place than your body fully. How is that even like fucking cool? Where you're like your brain is like on another planet like playing Frogger mm-hmm. like with the VR headset and then your body's like in your literally. living room like I don't want to trick my brain. Like the thing about it is like I feel like we spend so many time, so much time in our life trying to trick our brain and body into thinking different things. And it's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to trick my body anymore into thinking that we're fucking on in Hawaii doing like a hit
0: workout. I know. Well, yeah, I I completely agree. Even that that commercial is cheesy, even though one of our friends is in it and she's darling, but it's a cheesy ass. It is. It is. I'm laughing I'm because I just think that's so funny that our friends are in all these commercials. It's like, I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah, because she's that's literally, she gets cast in so many. She's so talented. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> fucking day. <laughs> Every I day. I see her and I'm like, yo, <laughs> bitch, get that paper. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the best. But it was actually, I was like, oh, this commercial oh God, is so hilarious. Fine. Like, I don't know if they've got, I don't know if they know how to like market, it's like market it. Yeah. But it's, I completely agree with you. I have zero interest in virtual reality shit, but we're the severe minority because people out there are obsessed with video games. They want to take it to the next level. They want to live in a video game. They want, you know what I mean? They want to like live their lives. Someone yeah. was talking to me. I, I, I will not do it justice. I will butcher it. But they were talking to me about and you might know this through Justin, like making money through video games and basically you are given, and I think crypto's Twitch. involved. No, Twitch, you said? Twitch, yeah. Twitch is that streaming yeah. service. So someone could
1: get paid playing video games. Right,
0: it's not that. Meaning they live in the video game world and then they basically like, someone could sell you say a hat that they need to get to the next level for Coins or something like that. And so it's this whole alternate reality where you have like a, a system of money. of It's very weird. Yeah. And I'll be out. I'm a completely out. I know it's thinking about what you're going
1: to do with your kids. You know, if they're like wanting to do that shit and like... I'm already ordering, ordering the, wood toys.
0: Like we're not same, fucking same with that.
1: wood toys. My favorite quote in the world, not my favorite quote in the world, but one of my top 20 favorite things is Active toys make a passive mind. Passive toys make an active mind. Yes.
0: I used Wood to... Did blocks. you have wooden, pr- wooden fruit that you would cut? No. Uh, yeah, I did actually <laughs> that. Like and it was they like, had like uh, Velcro at the bottom. Oh, I loved it you so would, like, much. Velcro
1: the, the wooden fruit together. <laughs> but dang, that's what happens. You know, you see... And this is me not being a parent. So I will definitely be probably doing this. But you see the mm-hmm. iPad and the kids in front of it. And just like kind of you just zonk out like humans do. I know humans yeah. do, but... Yeah, the virtual we should have a whole conversation about that because that is. And I don't want to be someone that's so afraid of technological innovation. Um but it just always comes in the right in the wrong place. It's like how is this actually serving us in the future? Mm-hmm. Like let's talk about free energy. Can we like get some free energy? Let's talk about like actual technological advances like um recycling. Yeah. <laughs> or like things that could actually support us rather than continuing to like Steal from us and yeah. siphon our energy and leave our bodies. It's like, it's just,
0: yeah. Yeah. Completely.
1: And we distraction. Digre- and we digress. <laughs> digress, dude, honestly.
0: <laughs> meta sucks. That's why I'm going to do a full episode called Meta um, sucks. Meta freaking sucks. I mean, Instagram um, okay. is meta now, too, obviously. Dude, I know. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up.
1: Anyways. um, Okay. So this one, Solo With Me, um, would love if you shared with a friend, if you feel inspired by it, if you um, loved it. It is about the solstice. It is about um, seasons and the change and the sort of ways in which we can look to nature as a guide for how we should act and be and feel during the seasons. I talked a little bit about transgression and what happens when we're overwhelmed because of taking on too much and burnout and how we can use this time to balance a feeling of burnout within um, our lives and in our bodies and in our our nervous systems. And then I talked a little bit about the importance of like going in and shadow work and kind of the dark of, of this time and sort of what that means And this can be a really powerful practice and information for us during this time as we go into 2022 when we feel like, you know, after a week of the holidays, they're like, all right, what's next? You Mm -hmm. know, New Year's resolutions, blah, blah, blah. blah. So counteracting the capitalism, counteracting the the desire to always be doing, always be producing, always be feeling like we're not enough, all of these things with rest, with nourishment, with um, giving yourself the love you know that you deserve.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you all so much for listening. If you are new to the Almost 30 community or you're an OG, um, I'm sure you know that we have uh, some exciting things coming up. in the new year, Camp Almost 30 is coming up. So make sure you go to almost30.com to sign up for camp. It's completely free, it's an all day event. And this is, This is like our highlight of the year where we bring together speakers. Um, They are experts, they are healers, they are true paradigm shifters to really serve you and teach you and support you. So you don't want to miss this. It's completely free and we're excited to have you, almost30.com. Cannot
1: wait. We love you guys. Thank you so much for sharing, for rating and reviewing. If you'd be so kind as a Christmas present, you could write us a review on iTunes to share your kindness with us. We would appreciate it so much. Um, Cannot wait to see you at camp in January and our membership is going to be fire next round. So we're excited to have you join. Love you guys. See you next time. Love you. Bye.
0: Major announcement from Almost 30. We are hosting Space Camp on January 28th. This is our favorite event of the year. Camp Almost 30 has gotten a little bit of a rebrand because we were feeling like, I think we're ready to really go there with our community. So we are welcoming guests who we feel have really taken us to a whole other planet in our interviews and in our conversations with them. So guests like Brie Melanson, she is going to be doing a workshop on psychic development, find and tap into your gifts. She is a teacher and channel and one who has really been such a support and teacher for Krista and I throughout the years. We are welcoming Jordan Younger. So she is going to help us find our galactic Origins. She is the podcast host of the Balanced Blonde Podcast. She's an author. She's a spiritual teacher. We're also welcoming Lee Harris, who recently was on the podcast in a two-part episode, and he is going to channel the Z's live for us. How special! He does not do this often, so we feel very, very, very lucky. And we will also be welcoming Sandra Walter. So she is going to be teaching on Ascension One Hundred and One the Crystalline Grid and Higher Realm Support. She is so special. She's a light worker and teacher and has been on the podcast. And Krista and I are going to be sharing a very, very, very special experience, heavenly coated Reiki infused sound bath. And I'm excited for you all to join us. So this is happening on January 28th from 10 to 2 p.m. PST. Make sure you sign up. Space is limited, but it's absolutely free absolutely free. We're excited to welcome you. And this is the kickoff to membership opening. So membership is going to be open indefinitely now. So you can join membership for six months at a time and really, really focus uh, and support your growth. It is our favorite place to just come and be ourselves and really get super intimate with you all, more intimate than on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to join the membership, but head to almost30.com slash space dash camp. That's almost30.com slash space dash camp, space dash (laughs) camp. Say that 30 times. almost30.com slash space dash camp to sign up for camp. Absolutely free. We will see you on January 28th. I am wearing a hilarious little blazer,
1: some dirty sweatpants, but we are looking professional from the top up. When I was getting ready for this, it's a Friday afternoon and I have officially checked out for the year. I'm pretty much done. And I just was like, I do not want to get ready at all. So how can I make this look as professional as possible? And you know, sometimes when you're getting ready on and you just don't want to, or you're feeling tired and you just kind of like throw on something very random and you're like, sure, don't care, whatever. So that's what's going on. I'm wearing... It's actually very cute when I stand up, but when I'm sitting down, I look like a news anchor from 1980. But it's okay because I'm excited about this solo episode. I've loved doing these with you. So... Thanks for being a part of my process. Thanks for being here for these episodes. I have been recently taking a lot more time with them and writing a lot more out than I used to do. Um, I really used to just like let her rip Before, which I'm still trying to do, but I do want to make sure there's like a structure and that there's a lot more thought than, you know, potentially there has been in the past. Um, I was actually DMing with a few of you when I was sharing more about this episode that I'm going to go into today about transgression and rest and taking a break in December. And so many of you were asking if I do write um, out the solo episodes that I do. And I don't, but I usually do an outline. And that's something that is new for me. And I think Jenna Kutcher is someone that really inspired me to do that because her and her team are just super thoughtful about the content they put out. And I really love how mindful it is. And as a Virgo rising, I can really appreciate a structure. So when something has a nice beginning, middle, end, I can see the takeaways. There's a flow. I just really appreciate it. And for... Being in the space, I think you sort of look for those things and you sort of understand those things less subtly than other people do. So I'm just trying to do that and make it more tangible, accessible, and just kind of everlasting in the content that I produce. So that's a little background on that. And it being a Friday afternoon, I was saying I'm feeling a little goofy. And I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I'm feeling like one of those times when if you're in the corporate world or you're at like a job where you're in person and you're just like so tired of being there, you start to be like really weird and goofy and kind of say like weird things. I don't know if you've ever had that, but you're like so out of it. You're like, what is even going on here? And you just go to the water cooler and like say the weirdest thing to someone and they're like, okay, are you okay? So I'm a little bit in that sort of tired, out there, goofy mood, but sometimes... Those lead for the best episodes. And I think that really speaks to the energy that I'm feeling right now in December and um, wanting to really bring the message through for everyone about rest and taking a break and the importance of seasons um, and the importance of understanding and working with nature as it relates to seasons. Because I think, especially as someone that lives in LA, it's really, really overlooked. And I think that in the culture that we have of productivity, of capitalism, of go, 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 we often can find more and more opportunities to keep us producing, to keep us working, to keep us on the treadmill of, I will rest then, or I will rest if, or I will love myself and nurture myself and um, give myself a break if, or I will do it when. And that if, then mentality, or if, when mentality... Uh, which is actually very present in the Buddhist tradition, they talk a lot about that, really just keeps us on the hamster wheel for ever and ever, amen. And we always find other opportunities to really keep us from the nourishment and the space and the integration that we so deeply deserve, especially after, you know, 2021, which has been another another year for the record books, another crazy year, the new normal, blah, blah, blah. So I was thinking about rest and... um, the way that I'm really needing it and the break that I'm really needing it because I was actually in a period of, and I've been very regularly, eating like two desserts for dinner. (laughs) So I'm just like, you know what? Why don't we just shoot for the moon? Who even needs like a nourishing, delicious dinner? Why don't we just shoot for the two desserts and just kind of rock on from there? And I've been doing that, which is all good, whatever, but I've been doing that for quite some time. And I'm really realizing that This has been described to me in my brain as foregoing the really nourishing, um, nutritious, like delicious food that I could be having and then a dessert as a way to do something pleasurable for myself and just a time for me to just be. It's my break time. It's my rest time. It's that pleasure time that I can always count on. And I don't know if you're, you're like me or maybe you get on your phone and do that or maybe you smoke cigarettes or maybe you have a drink or maybe um, it's sex, maybe it's shopping. But for me, food has always been that like pleasurable me time that gives me a break. And especially for being someone that works at home, um, I realize that there's not a lot of times and opportunities where I'm giving myself really full breaks, where I'm allowing myself to have like a really restful break. That I deserve. So I found myself just kind of eating desserts and like eating my, this food in a way that was sort of unconscious because I was doing it as a break and numbing and I wasn't doing it consciously to really be with the food. And so at the same time, my intention is this is the way I, break, I give myself a break. This is the way I rest. And then I'm having thoughts of, like, I should know better. You know, I know that this isn't the way and that this is just a band aid for um, allowing myself to have a real experience of rest or a real experience of feeling whatever feelings that I might be hiding or running from. Or it might be a way in which my um, body is craving something that I might not be giving it, but I'm kind of doing the shortcut of going straight to dessert. So what is drawing us to food or our phones or Tinder or all of these numbing practices as opposed to other means of relaxation, means of relaxation that we know are better for us. And these would be like actual rest, like being a grandpa and laying down and being, closing your eyes and resting your eyes on the bed, which is actually is very underrated. Lately, I've been like, oh my God, I'm going to rest my freaking eyes. That's going to be my new vibe. But Or taking a bath or going on a walk in nature or laying on the floor with your animals or doing something that we know is more nourishing for us rather than the continued nervous system response that we keep ourselves in when we're doing these things um, unconsciously or unintentionally. Because it's fine to be on your phone. It's fine to have dessert. It's fine to do all these things. But when we're kind of doing it as a way or a band-aid to move away from feeling or move away from resting, it really is not serving us. And what draws us to these means of relaxation, which are really numbing, as opposed to other means of relaxation, is really because we've been under so much pressure And we've been pushing and we've been forcing and we have not let ourselves take a break. And for most people, their breaks with work could be only allowing themselves to take breaks with food. So say you work from home and you're like, okay, I'm going to work, work, work. I have to do all these things. What is the only way that I, what is the only way your body can get a break? And sometimes that's meals. I noticed that I was doing that. And this is also a way of like transgression and really, really, It could be an inner child thing, it could be an inner teen thing where we just have this like compounding stress or we're putting on so many things on our plate and we're really outside our window of tolerance. So we're really outside our ability to hold all of these things, to hold the deadline, to hold uh, the relationship issue, to hold the friendship falling apart, to hold the social media comment, to hold the um, money problem, you know, to hold the family. Struggle to hold all of these things. We have a window of tolerance that we um, were given or created or were part of, you know, the facilitation of as we grew up. And once we reach that window of tolerance and we are kind of pushing ourselves beyond the limit to go outside of it it is harder for us to self-soothe and find healthier means for us to do something for ourselves or to support ourselves. So if we think about it, you have a limit or you have like a a temperature thermometer. And once you're past that thermometer um, reading capability, it's really hard for us to soothe in the ways that feel good and to support ourselves in the ways that we can. And that's what happens oftentimes with people, especially since 2020 and 2021, it is getting harder and harder because so many people are kind of at their maximum capacity of being able to hold so many emotions and feelings. So it's much harder to self-soothe or find these really healthy ways to support ourselves because at the end of the day, if you're exhausted and tired and you just have so much on your plate and you're like, okay, how can I best support and give myself pleasure? And if the easier route and the more rewarding from like a brain stimulus perspective is food or is the phone or is shopping, um, then we usually do that because usually we're so maxed out, we're so tired that it seems much easier than actually going on a walk or you know having a conversation with a friend. So when we can realize this, you can really work and understand the ways in which you may be pushing yourself beyond your limits, maybe all year or definitely right now, to the point where we kind of need to bring our higher selves back to the wheel of supporting ourselves in the nourishing, um, conscious, pleasurable rest time. So, this may be reading an actual book, like a book in your hand. This could be Getting or laying on a biomat. This could be an infrared sauna. This could be nature walk. This could be the beach. This could be grass. This could be the snow. This could be volunteering. This could be walking an animal, like going to the shelter, whatever it is. Just finding a way to find more pleasurable me time that is more sustainable and learn that this transgression or this opportunity for us to not support ourselves in the best way possible by letting ourselves become so overwhelmed that we're going to these coping mechanisms. You deserve to rest. You need rest. Rest is coming. Rest is here. Rest is deserved. You know, how do we feel when we hear the words overwhelmed or burnt out? And I'll never forget when we were on tour, Lindsay and I, for almost 30, we were at an event in um, Washington, D.C. on tour. And there was all the women in the room. And our speaker you know, asked, how many of you are overwhelmed? Every single woman raised their hand. Every single person in the room raised their hand. How many of you are burnt out? Every single person in the room raised their hand. I'm like, oh, wow. This is not good because hmm, to be nourished and well-rested and be in your body and be supporting your nervous system is a really important part of a really fulfilling, rich life that I think so many people deserve. And it's not negative energy, but I do find it so interesting that with every single positive thing, there always seems to be like a hook that moves us away from the actual positive thing and back into the system, back into the matrix, back into you know, just being on the hamster wheel. And what I'm speaking to in this situation is like self-help or development or a side hustle, finding your purpose, passion, da-da-da-da. It's such a beautiful thing. But then we have the underbelly of it, which is keeping us working all the time on our computers, in access, you know working in excess, accessible all the time. And so it's just always so interesting to me when we have these really beautiful parts of our life and our evolution. And then there's the underbelly, which is making us burnt out, making us overwhelmed because we're always on our phones. We're always going from place to place, all of these things. So I just find that part of our consciousness to be so interesting because sometimes we can't catch it. We can't catch ourselves in the loop of, okay, I have my job, but I need to find my purpose. And now I'm gonna start a side hustle. I'm gonna be working all the time. And then I'm gonna be you know, doing this class, doing this thing, and I have to be doing my self-care routine, and I have to be doing this, have to be doing that. And then we're stuck in this like wheel and dogma. And I think so many of us have discovered spirituality or self-help or um, therapy or, you know, all these healing modalities. And we can get to the place where we're not doing it in a way that's actually serving us, but the intention behind it is actually foregoing the results which we are trying to achieve. And it's a really beautiful passage of Law of One, where Law of One talks about, Carla, who is the person um, that is channeling the being raw. And Carla had given up buying new clothes for a month. So she, for Lent, was like, I'm not going to buy any new clothes. And Raw was talking about how there was a distortion in her energy field because she had chosen to not buy new clothes, but the actual energy behind it was scarcity and lack rather than empowerment. So it actually was creating distortion in her field. So what I'm saying is when we're going and doing all the appointments, doing all the healing, doing all the side hustle things, you know, doing all the classes, courses, certifications, and we're doing it from the intention of, or the energy of lack, or the energy of not enoughness, or the energy of, I need to do this and, or if I get this certification, then I will be better, or then I will receive love. The energy is actually distorting the overall result of what it is that you're doing. So we always need to be checking in with that really, really at all times. And I think when we're talking about the importance of rest, and this is why I want to do this episode at the um, end of December, at a really, really important time, it brings me to the importance of seasons. And I was realizing it, you know, the other day, I was in South Carolina for the holidays and then I was in Florida. So my, my family, my dad has been in Florida for a long time. And Justin's family was in South Carolina and I was by the beach at both times. So I'm going from beach to beach to beach. And that's kind of a flex that I'll take but it was just very interesting to me that I was like I'm enjoying this I enjoy the ocean thank you god but also when am I getting that really beautiful time to go inward to rest to sleep to sort of like look at nature as the reflection of what I should be doing internally too which is the crystallization of the year snow which is the the hermit you know type vibe and how and how is me being away from seasons and the importance of seasons and the importance of really honoring winter as this time to go in how has that affected me how has that kept me on the hamster wheel and this doesn't mean that you know if you're in a warm climate during the winter months of in LA or wherever you are that you know there's no opportunity for you to rest and recover and to really go inward but it just means we have to be more mindful. And as seasons are important to the evolution of and transition of nature and our planet really, they serve a huge role for us too. So they're very, very important to us. You know me, as we go deeper in this podcast, every single time I can, I'm going to find an opportunity to bring us back to nature. As I sit in my freaking studio that has not a drip, drop, ounce or tiny bit of nature. But anyways, my goal is to be in more nature because everything is aligned to nature. You know, when we're talking about the moon cycles, I think so many people are obsessed with astrology because we want to connect more deeply to the moon, to space. And when we think about ourselves and our body and really uh, the most nourishing way to be and the most aligned way to be and the most natural way to be is really looking at the seasons as a representation for our own evolution, for our own journey. So as nature transition, as it evolves, we also do too. And we can also as humans and souls and spirits and even in relationships be in seasons. So also thinking about this in the sense of, Mm -hmm. you know, you as a being are in a certain season of your life and that season may be um, a push season where you're really, really going for it, and you really have goals that you're trying to reach, and you really have these dreams that you want to manifest. Or it could be a season of dating, could be a season of no dating, could be a season of no gluten, could be a season of uh, no toxic friends, could be a season of no social media, could be a season of job searching. Whatever these parts of our life are, we also are always going through seasons. So as the world, as nature has its own cyclical vibe, we do too through our evolution that, you know, really our higher soul governs and and really is governed by, you know, universe and source. This season now, so the season that we're in now is really governed by the recluse, um, the hermit. So within tarot, we have the hermit, which is one of the cards. And that is really the governor of the winter and darker season. All activity that we've been doing through the year, especially through the summer, I think for a lot of people in the fall, gives way to rest, and it really should be giving way to rest. So just sitting with that statement, activity gives way to rest. How can I allow activity to give way to rest for me? Life is more still when we are looking at nature in the winter seasons. Um, All the leaves have fallen. You know, we really have snow on the ground. There's not a lot going on. And we have the opportunity more so than ever to be silent. Winter is really that time of introversion and contemplation and going within. Um, The symbolic nature of winter really invites us to quiet the mind, to still the soul, and to crystallize any inner workings that we've been working on through the year. I know if you are listening to this podcast, you have been doing a lot of work on yourself, on um, your relationships, on how you want to show up in the world. And that work is nothing unless we integrate. And in every spiritual text that I read, it talks about cycles and integration time and the importance of actually processing what we're going through. And right now, we are so overloaded with information, consuming books, resources, podcasts, YouTubes, all of these things that we are not actually processing or integrating much of it. And I think something that's very interesting that you all can do that I do now because I noticed something about myself. So what I noticed was there would be times when I would be speaking about something and there was such a power and a richness and a depth to what I was talking about that the energy was felt, whether it was with the community, the audience, or whether it was with the people in the room. And more so I could feel the energy of the people in the room really being like, wow, I'm resonating or the energy of that, whatever you're saying feels really good. And then I would notice that if I was saying something that wasn't as integrated, but was information that I knew, it wasn't resonating in the same way. And I think you can see this in teachers, healers, leaders, etc. When you're watching them online or on YouTube or however you, you know, are kind of interacting with people. If there's like an energy or resonance of people actually really integrating within their soul, within their essence, what they're saying, it hits different. And that's the thing is so many people want to be coaches, leaders, mediums, intuitives, whatever, which is amazing. It's the way we're all going. It's the way consciousness is. But the thing about it is there's a different energy signature. There's a different energy that happens when something is actually true for you and you've actually earned the information or education that you're saying. And this is why two people can be saying the same thing. But if someone has integrated and actually done the work, it will hit different from that person than the person that's just repeating it. Because we've seen this over time. So many people can repeat all of these teachings, all of these modalities, but if it's not fully integrated and it's not fully processed and learned and felt, it's not going to hit. So when we're thinking about the rest time of December and how important it is going to be for us to really integrate the work we've been doing, really think about how we've been showing up this year, really think about how we want to show up in the next year, really think about all the things that we've been doing. It actually is really integral to your process. It's actually so important because you could read all the books and do all the things, but if you're not integrating it, it's not going to matter. It really, really won't. It really, really won't. And I think we can even, you can think about teachers or leaders where you're like, oh, wow, that feels really integrated. Like that hit different. Like the energy of that actually hit me different than when someone else was like, yeah, live, laugh, love. You're like, what? What are you talking about? You know, you can just feel it. So this is really important for the crystallization of our inner working. So all the things we've been thinking about and working on this year. And for an example, for me, that inner working is related to I have some healing of the inner teenager that I'm really working on that I really wanna just sort of bring to mind, bring to surface, integrate more fully. My gifts, you know, my gifts are really coming online and I'm really working on um, the facilitation of how I wanna bring those through this year. So I really wanna kind of go in and think about that. And then also just like really think about like each one of the people in my life and my relationship, like how have I showed up for them? How have they showed up for me? How does this feel? How am I showing up for my body? How am I showing up for my job? How am I showing up for my community? Really going through the process of like a self-analysis to think about how from an inner perspective, not just like numbers, how we're showing up. So this is a time for all of us to gain a lot of clarification and really go, go through a purifying process. It's time for pause. It's time to reset. And a few years ago, I don't know if you guys remember, my OGs, who I love, I did the life edit. So I'll link that in the show notes here, but the life edit is a perfect thing to do right now. It's really, really important for like purification, for clarity, brings in a lot of abundance because you're letting things go that don't serve you anymore. So I definitely suggest doing a life edit that's really in support of your rest during this time. The Life Edit is basically a way to take an honest look at your life in every single capacity, including your digital media, including your closet, and see if it represents the person that you want to be rather than the person that you are. So Life Edit episode, search for that one. It's really, really good. And I highly suggest doing that during this time. But like I was saying, just like... In nature, we are all in a seasonal process. And for me, that seasonal process is wanting to be alone, wanting to rest, and wanting to really prepare for what's to come. I am in a phase and stage right now where I'm like, ooh, I know that it's gonna be good. I know that I'm gonna be supported in however I wanna be showing up in the world next year. And I'm so grateful for that. And you could even say that to yourself too. I think there could be a a moment for some of you where you get triggered hearing me say that, where you're like, okay, cool. But let's have fun with that a little bit. Let's think about that. But then also let's think about like, this is an opportunity, this is available for you too. It is available for you to feel like you are in preparation mode for your dreams to come true or for your mission to come through or for your purpose to come through more clearly or for the relationship to come through. It is all very possible for you too. And having the faith, that's really what faith is. It's like belief in the invisible um, is really part, of that entire process. So I'm right now preparing for what's to come, knowing that intuitively I'm creating space for those new possibilities. So the space that I'm creating psychically and energetically is actually really, really important, especially too, if you are intuitive, if you're a channel, if you work any bit with energy, if you are completely congested, clogged up, overwhelmed, um, not creating any psychic space, there's nothing that's gonna be coming through. And that's that's just the world of energy. The energy of winter as we know, is going within. So that's supporting you all in really, really going within. And there's also the shorter days. So the energy of the shorter days, the darkness and the silence can really bring in the new inspirations and new ideas and really that new manifestation of how you want to show up in the world. And when we consciously link you know our awareness to nature cycles our understanding of our own personal growth cycles begin to deepen just like when we connect to the moon so so many women i know are obsessed with the moon they're like moon cycles moon life and i'm not really that obsessed <laughs> i think the moon's i think the moon's fake but anyways i love the moon but it's not like my thing like connecting to the moon's not really my thing but when we think about the moon, it's part of nature. So it's part of our nature process. So seasons should be just as important and just as like um, revered as we revere the moon and astrology. But it's very interesting because, you know, during this time where it's getting darker, during this time where we find it to be dark at like 4 p.m. I mean, honestly, you're like, okay, 4 p.m. What? would I'm eating dinner at 4 p.m. now. It's actually kind of fun to eat dinner that early, but it's so dark all the time. And it's a reminder too of, you know, when negative emotions come up and we need to feel them, it feels inconvenient, it feels uncomfortable. We make ourselves wrong for feeling them. So, how are we also suppressing? Our feelings during this time? How are we suppressing what's coming up inside? You know, why do we spend so much time suppressing and hiding our darkness? And when it becomes dark so early, when it is dark for, you know, a longer period in day, why is that so bothersome to us? Well, oftentimes because we suppress so much of our darkness. And we know that when we fear our own darkness, we cut ourselves off from a really, really essential source of our own personal power. The key is not in letting darkness overwhelm our lives and our thoughts, but in understanding that darkness and even the darkness of winter, the darkness of um, this season can be one of the greatest catalysts for personal growth and transformation. So in the season, the darkness, rest, recalibration, crystallization, going within, and we can see that darkness and that opportunity to really look at our shadow, to look at our darkness as another opportunity for us to go within and really look at the power of the darkness and our shadow for our own personal growth so winter important for our personal growth darkness and shadow important for our personal growth as well this period and like understanding our darkness understanding our shadow is part of our path to enlightenment you know it's a really really important aspect of it and one of the spiritual teachers that i really love who I won't say the name, too controversial. (laughs) Everybody, all the teachers I love are controversial. It's not that bad. But anyways, so this person really studies the historical figures over time that have been the darkest and the most um, dangerous, the most inhumane, however the words to describe them, to understand the darkness and the capacity of darkness and the capacity of our shadow for humans in general. Because if we are going to completely ignore the most evil people in history and not look at and understand the darkness and shadow of them, if we are all one and we are all a part of one another and our ascension is collective, then we're not really going to understand the darkness and shadow of ourselves because we're scared to look at it even from another perspective. So we really need to understand and not fear our own darkness because this is a really, really big source of our personal power. This is going to be a really, really big part of our enlightenment and allowing ourselves to feel and experience our feelings and emotions during this time, even around our own darkness, around our shadow, the darkness itself can really become an opportunity and like a space for our inner light and new life to be born. And that will happen again in spring. So it's really this like beautiful nurturing cradle. And I'm thinking of like Jesus in the manger. (laughs) For the light of our our life in the future to really happen. And your feelings during this time can really guide you because your feelings are not necessarily your truth, but they can sometimes be a guidepost to things that you need to look at and understanding. And I think for me, as someone that is really working on feeling my feelings more often, I think my goal really is to take the space to allow those to come through and to really just be a part of me. And... We all know the winter solstice comes around this time, which is really, really beautiful. And the solstice in Latin is made of two words, which mean the sun and to make stand. So when this episode is being released, we are around the solstice, which happens every single year around December 21st, 22nd. You can look it up on Google. It happens at a different point every single year. But for three days around the solstice, we experience this really powerful shift and direction and standstill of the axis of the earth. So what happens is the earth pauses Shifts and then moves in an opposite direction, which is so incredibly powerful if you think about it. You know, sometimes people wonder about things like aliens and just all these really deep things and topics. And I'm like, well, can anyone explain why (laughs) the earth pauses, shifts, and moves in an opposite direction every year? Like, there's so many fascinating things to the world. It just absolutely blows my mind. So, Basically, the point I want to say is how do we know anything (laughs) because of things like that? So the sun standing still. So for three days around the solstice points, we experienced this really powerful moment of the standstill.
0: Did you know that the drugs we take to manage period cramps were invented in the 1950s and exclusively tested on men? (laughs) What? It's literally outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to periods. DeLoon is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve our symptoms while actually supporting cycle health because our cycles affect every aspect of our wellness, period pain, mood, sleep, skin, metabolism, energy, and more. I, I don't know about you, but you know, some, some months I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything has to stop, but it really can't because I'm experiencing you know, really bad cramps or headaches, fatigue, bloating, you name it. I've really tried a lot of things. And while I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my flow. So I was really excited to find DeLune and recommend it to a lot of my friends and they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really, really bad periods, cramps, and just all these symptoms. And she was so happy uh, to try DeLune. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided. They don't last as long. They're not as intense. And she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So Duluth Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If DeLune isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. So after
1: experiencing um, what is actually the longest night and the darkest day, the nights will grow shorter and the days will grow brighter as we move into the summer solstice. So this winter solstice marks the beginning period or once we make the shift back into the summer solstice where things sort of pick back up again. But for today, I think it's really important or for this month or for the next couple of weeks to really let yourself rest in peace, knowing that there is a changing of the season, that there are brighter days ahead. And I just really want to, bring to your attention that you don't need to make changes right now or be in action in the world. Let the energies of your life and of inspiration build really slowly within you. Let them really cultivate. Let them simmer. Let them come to you and really allow the rest and reflection of this year. Let it all integrate in your body and really take the time to honor and acknowledge the endings that you've had this year. Maybe those have been friendships. Maybe those have been jobs. Maybe those have been old habits or patterns or clothing stores or <laughs> parts of your diet. Whatever it is, really acknowledge the endings of your life so that we can also acknowledge the new beginnings that you've really brought in. This is a really beautiful time to do a ritual or a ceremony that honors the past and everything that's happened this year and then make space and room for what you wish to bring in, the, in next year which would be things like the life that it could really support you in. So the life that it can really help you in letting go of the old things and then bringing in the new. And another concept that I want to bring through when we're talking about the topic of rest and when we're turning our awareness inward and we're really increasing our ability to perceive what's going on inside of us and really develop... You know something called interception. So interception is the insight on the psychological condition of the body and is associated with the automatic nervous system and automatic motor control. So the automatic nervous system is in control of the normally unconscious and automatic bodily functions, like breathing, like the heart rate, like the digestive processes. And with repetition, really allowing ourselves to rest during this time, we can become better with being more interceptive, with really understanding our nervous system and being much more nurturing to it. And there really is something that I just want to leave everyone with when we're thinking about rest. And the real issue and problem that we have with rest is that, you know, rest might become uncomfortable for us. This is what might happen for you when you're really trying to rest. You know, after listening to this podcast, you might be like, oh my gosh, I'm encouraged to rest. I'm excited to rest. I'm excited to really leverage and tap into the power of the seasons right now to um, nourish my body and my future. But it also can feel uncomfortable to rest at times. And there can be feelings of boredom that can even come up, or loneliness, or anger, or frustration. And there are going to be a lot of people that may feel like, we're afraid to rest because doing so will set us back. Or if we're resting now, then we have to work faster and harder and we have to make up for that in the future and that we're losing time. And so many of us yearn to rest, but our minds are so busy racing and we have so many responsibilities and we're just making these to-do lists and we're doing all these things that it feels like we can never really give ourselves The break. And I think a lot of us are confused about rest, what rest is. Like I was talking about earlier with eating or being on our phone, many of us think that things like this are resting. So many of us think that being on our phones is resting, and it is actually not resting. you know, We're absorbing the sensory input and our brain is quickly trying to process all of these things like the games we're playing or social media. And it's actually still contributing to us feeling overwhelmed and us feeling tired and even increases our ability to feel feelings like jealousy or enviousness or anger. So we have to just really, when we're thinking about resting and thinking about the fear that we have around resting, also think about our relationship with our phones and our relationship with social media because it is not contributing or supporting our rest. As much as we think it's great to just kick your feet up on the couch and chill and scroll your phone, it is not supporting you because our brains are working so hard to understand, to go through all the sensory inputs, to process it. And then we're having feelings arise and come up that we're often not really allowing ourselves to feel because we're on our phones for that time. So a note on phones. I would love to just close with some thoughts about how to take in the season of winter and use it as a season for you to rest and restore so that you can really, really enjoy this time and you can really make the most of it. And the first one is really fortifying your boundaries and spending a lot of time alone. Boundaries is like the word of 2021, which is fascinating to me because I feel like it's all energy. So I feel like if you're in right intention with your energy, your boundaries will be created and sustained even if you're talking to someone or not. But um, fortify your boundaries. You know, Be really clear with people you love about how you're going to be spending your time. Take time off of your phone. Be really mindful about the relationships that you want to spend time with or the people you want to spend time with and the relationships that you want to nourish. Spend time alone. This is really huge. Spend time alone. Be alone with yourself. It may be uncomfortable, but it's really fun when you eventually like sit alone and you're like, hello. (laughs) And you feel and hear yourself. You're like, oh my God, she's back. Your soul is waiting for you. Spend time alone. Choose one self-care activity a week that's going to really nurture your nervous system. So in the Almost 30 membership recently, we've been doing sound baths, which have been really, really beautiful. And those are super nourishing for your nervous system. You can do them digitally. You know, our members have been doing them. You can do them online. You can do them in person. I really find them to be a beautiful practice for that. You can do acupuncture. You can do somatic therapy. You can do Reiki. And you can just find the method that works best for you. Could be meditation. Could be yoga nidra that supports you in the nourishment and regulation of your nervous system. Take time off your phone. I mentioned this before, but taking time off your phone, doing a social media detox is really, really powerful. And I'm going to be taking two weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. Um, I think it's the best time of year to take off if you all want to take off. It's really like the time where people are on the phone the most when you're sitting with your family. And then there's just like a lot of presents and stuff being shared, which I just... I find fine but I'm also just like what am I doing? I don't know. It feels very meta. So taking time off your phone is really really huge and I explained a little bit about why more specifically earlier. Rest and sleep. So sleep is very very important. Most adults need between 7 to 8 hours per sleep every night in order for their body to regulate our hormones, repair damaged cells, and improve cognitive function. But resting, like I mentioned earlier, is actually different than sleep. So when we go into a state of deep rest, we're actually accessing the parasympathetic nervous system. This nervous system is what controls the rest and digest state and functions that allow us to switch off the adrenaline and cortisol cocktail that usually is running through our bodies and keeps us from rushing from one thing to the next. This is the only state that allows our mind to consciously rest. So repeating that one more time, rest is different than sleep. So deep rest like meditation, yoga nidra, et cetera, is actually important because we're accessing the parasympathetic nervous system which allows us to switch off the adrenaline and cortisol in our bodies that really keeps us rushing. And that feeling sometimes where we might not be in a stressful state, You know, maybe we're with friends or we're sitting on our couch and we're kind of looking for reasons to be stressed. Our body is actually addicted to those hormones and looking for reasons to continue to feel that way or understand. Our brain is trying to understand and gather why I could be feeling this way, but really it's our body that's been addicted to those hormones. Both sleep and rest are so important. Um, And the great thing about resting is it can be done, you know, throughout the day, which is really, really great. And really during that time, you really need to stop what you're doing, turn off, take some deep breaths and try your best to just really get back in your body. And you will feel, and if you felt this in meditation, you will feel when your body is really switching off into that state of um, a restful heart rate and in your parasympathetic nervous system. By understanding the power of rest, um, you really, really will learn to incorporate it more in your body and really, really learn to, to leverage it because it touches and benefits all parts of our lives. Something I mentioned earlier that's also important is for us to really rethink the narrative around rest. So this won't happen overnight. It's something that's so deeply ingrained in us. I actually don't think we even understand how deep it is, but we need to understand that rest is not... Tat or rest is bad or um, your success and your worth and your value and identity is not on hustling or doing or producing or all of these things. We really need to work on reframing and shifting the narrative to a much more realistic and holistic and nourishing view, such as if I don't get this thing done today, if I don't work for 12 hours, that um, it doesn't mean I've failed. It means I'm actually looking out for myself and I'm actually, I've actually got my own back. So really rethinking the narrative of how we think about rest and how we think about pushing ourselves because I think that one's so deeply ingrained that when we learn to really catch it, we can always be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing that again. Where I feel like I'm trying to be productive all the time or I'm trying to make lists all the time or I don't feel good about myself unless I'm running from thing to thing. It's important to um, be really intentional. And that means when we are actually resting, you know, saying to yourself, I'm going to rest now. I am going to rest. This is intentional and meaningful time. And really taking those slow, deep breaths to connect to your mind and body, to bring yourself back to presence. And to really bring yourself back into the moment of the intentional moment of rest. And we can do all these things. And like I was saying earlier with self-help and spirituality and all these things, if we don't have the right intention for it, it really takes away from the actual energy that we receive. So being intentional about your rest time is really important. Another thing is really taking in your surroundings. So that means feeling your body in a chair, feeling your body on the couch, feeling the air around you feeling the temperature. And if you've ever done you know hypnotherapy or if you've ever done you know subconscious reprogramming work, a lot of the beginning of it before we're getting into that theta brainwave state is actually um, intentional surrounding awareness where you're feeling the temperature of the room. You're listening to the sounds in the room. You're feeling the weight of your body. And you're really just taking in your surroundings to allow yourself to be completely present in the here and now, which is very, very important when we're going to allow ourselves to be present enough to rest. I think the most important thing during this time is to really focus on yourself. For so many of you, you've been uh, building businesses, you've been supporting your friends, you've been supporting your family, your coworkers, so many people that you love, and really, really t- taking it a step back, coming back to yourself to focus on yourself during this time. What is, what is it that you want from the new year? How do you want to feel? What is it that you're looking to create or do? What is um, a way that you've showed up in 2021 that you want to leave behind in 2021? How can you really nourish yourself and fill up your cup so that you can really pour it out next year and become that person that you're really excited and looking forward to becoming? (sighs) Let's take a deep breath. So we talked a little bit about the solstice, which is a really powerful portal for us. We talked a little bit about Um, how to take in the season of winter to use it as a season to rest and restore. We talked about transgression and really why when we're overwhelmed, we're out of that window of tolerance. We're sort of doing things that aren't serving our highest purpose and how that relates to rest and how rest is so important to this time. And rest is actually the key to your success whenever you're doing it. We also talked about winter and the importance of winter and the importance of season, the importance of uh, the energy of the hermit and the importance of darkness and our shadow during this time and the importance of seasons. And I'm so grateful that I could do this transmission with you, that I could really work with you on this and I could share my thoughts and my feelings because this has been something that's been so profound for me. And again, my wish for you is to rest. My wish for you is to um, reclaim your nervous system, reclaim your innate juiciness and that beauty and that softness that I know all of you have inside you. I love you very much. I will see you on the next one.
0: Bye-bye. So good. You are just in your sweet spot with your solos. I love it. Yeah, feels
1: good. You can um, message me, find me on Instagram at Krista. So that's I-T-S, Krista. And then I have other solo episodes on comparison, on body acceptance, on my hormone
0: health journey, on the mother wound, if you want to dig into more from me. Love you guys so much. Thank you for being a part of the Almost 30 community. We are opening up membership again soon. So stay tuned. This is a six-month container where we go really deep with our community through workshops and live hangs and resources downloadables. It's really, really a special, special place. So stay tuned, almost30.com for more information and we will see you on the next one. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.